You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the You Up podcast. It's the podcast of the radio show that exists on Sirius XM every single morning, Monday through Thursday, 10 to 12 Eastern on, what is it? You know it, Comedy Central Radio, channel 95 on your Sirius dial. You should get serious. It's not as much money as you think it is. There's tons of good content. You know the spiel. If you listen to the podcast, you know that I tell you every week. There's more to this show than just the clips I'm showing you on the podcast. There's a lot, 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 lot more. Um, yeah, but thank you for listening to the podcast. Keep sharing it with people. Um, I meet people every week at shows who listen, and it's just like so cool that someone you're listening to this right now, and I'm recording it. In my own life, just like I don't go to a studio. I just do this on the go. That's why it doesn't sound as good as the clips in the studio because I'm literally getting my hair done right now and I'm in like a salon in like a back room, which thank God, because if other clients at the salon heard me doing this, I'd be humiliated. I almost waited to do this recording till later when um, my hair girl. Do you like being called a hair girl? Is that appropriate? She's oh a hairstylist. <laughs> Hairstylist girl. I have to throw girl on there in some way. Um, my hairstylist, Allie, uh, is uh, listening in on this. And I was going to wait until the foils were already set. Girls who get your hair done, you know what I'm talking about. Boys, just know that you get a bunch of foils in your hair. And then you have to wait for like 25 minutes. And then you go sit under a blow dryer. And then you get them taken out. And it, It's just a whole process. Anyway, didn't have time to wait. Had to get this going. So, um... I just told my hairstylist, Allie, I was like, you're going to have to lis- listen to me record this podcast. And she was like, dude, do you want to have to listen to the intro for my YouTube channel? And then you did an impression of your voice, which is like, if if that woman, Elizabeth Holmes, changed her voice on the, you know, the, did you see that documentary, the HBO, Theranos, how she talked like this? If If this was what Elizabeth Holmes did to her voice from a place of this... Then what Allie does is the opposite on the other end. Wait, do your normal vi- voice. Tell us who you are. Hi, guys. I'm Allie. Oh, no, it still sounds fake. No, but... it doesn't. No, that's your that's your normal voice. <laughs> now do your YouTube voice. Hey, guys. I'm Allie, and we're back here live listening to my latest tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. YouTube um, influencer voice is, yeah, about four octaves higher. And I don't know if that's right because I don't understand music, but... Um, that made me crack up. So as soon as she said that to me, I was like, okay, I can record this in front of her. Who cares? Because the truth of the matter is someone's going to hear this, whether it's Allie, whether it's you, like, why am I embarrassed to record it now? Um, and I'm not. So, um, I hope your week is going well. It's Friday. I'm recording this from Los Angeles. I've been here for most of the week. The show this week is split up Monday and Tuesday. Um, the clips you'll hear from that were in New York and then Wednesday and Thursday, I was in the new Sirius studio in Los Angeles. And I'm out here just um, getting things in order before I tape my special, which is coming out in uh, or coming up. I'm taping my hour special in two weeks in Los Angeles, May 22nd. You can request tickets online, NikkiLaser.com. You can also check out all my tour dates. I'm on tour like all summer long, probably coming to a town near you. Go check it out. I just got my website redone, NikkiLaser.com. Um, but I'm out here getting my hair done. I'm doing a fitting for my special. I just went and tried on like a bunch of different outfits and I woke up late for my fitting. I didn't have radio live this morning, which Fridays are usually like my day to sleep in, but 
I slept too much in. My alarm didn't go off. And I woke up and I was supposed to be at my fitting, which is across town, 25 minutes away um, at 930. And I woke up at 931. So I'm scrambling to get ready. I throw on clothes. I'm walking out the door. And then I realize I haven't showered in two days. And I smell disgusting. And I cannot put on these nice designer clothes because they won't be able to return them if I don't like them because I smell so gross. And I've been sweating at night in my sleep like hardcore. I'm a night sweater. I wake up some nights or some mornings and I look like I've jumped into a lake. I mean, it is that bad. Um, The bed, I I had to switch sides of the bed this morning because I had totally soaked through. It was like I pissed the bed. I mean, it's insane. Um, So I was disgusting and I had to go then go back inside and shower. And I was even later, but worth it because I was so gross. And, um, and then I go to the fitting and then I went and got a facial and the lady that gave me a facial was so slow and I was running late for my hair appointment. And you know, when you're trying to rush someone, but they don't understand that you're trying to rush them. And I wanted to scream, uh, because I haven't been meditating because I haven't had time. I haven't had time to meditate, to work out, to sleep, anything, but you know what that's like. Being tired is the most, like, everyone's struggling with it. Whenever I complain about being tired, I'm just like, everyone's fucking tired. It's not just special to you. So I am just talking about my tiredness, knowing that you, listener, are probably going through the same thing in your own way, and I feel it. I feel you, and I feel it. And just things have been getting on my nerves more when I'm tired. I don't know about you, but, like, I cannot, when I'm tired, my emotions, I can't, suppress my emotions as well because my defenses are down and I literally there's nothing I can do about it it's like they bubble up and I just I have no defenses against them and it's like sometimes that happens to people when they're hungry you know but then you just have a Snickers and then you can be nice to people but when you're tired and you're defenseless then there's nothing you can't just like go sleep for a couple seconds and like feel better you just become more and more unhinged and insane so I've had no patience this week and um yesterday my feelings got hurt because the comedy store posted a photo of me and Theo Vaughn who you're gonna hear on the show next week I believe um it's next week yeah Memorial Day Theo Vaughn will be on the show um and but anyway they posted a picture because we were doing a show together last night which he bailed on thanks Theo thanks a lot But they posted a picture, the Comedy Store did, on their account, which has hundreds of thousands of followers, if not more. And I read the comments just because a couple were, like, nice at the top. So then it sucks you in. And I don't read comments. You guys know that. And then I went, it went, it got dark fast. People just kept saying that it looked like I was his mother. Like, many different people commented that separately. And I was like, how dare you? He's five years older than me. The only, like thing that I could think is maybe Theo comes from like you know the south where they have teen moms so maybe I look like a young mom to Theo that's the best thing I could glean from any of those comments and instead of writing something funny back I just wrote these comments hurt my feelings and I left it because I think trolls need to know that you're mean and I'm not gonna say a funny retort because as a comedian, whenever you just say something serious, like, that hurt my feelings. People go, oh, that's the best you could do? And it's like, yeah, it is the best I can do because my feelings are hurt and I'm still a human. So that leads us in to the first clip of the week. It's from Monday's show. Justin Silver and Miss Pat were in studio. Miss Pat has 
an amazing life story. I, I don't think Dr. Ruth was on the show last week. You heard me talk about her life story. Miss Pat has had just as harrowing a, as of a life story. And um, I really recommend her book, Rabbit. It's her autobiography. Literally, if you went down and made a list of every bad thing that could happen to you as a child happening to you, Miss Pat had it happen to her. Everything, guys. Everything. So Miss Pat is one of the most incredible women. She is, I believe, in her 50s or maybe late 40s. She looks like she's in her 30s, but she's um, been doing comedy for 12 years and she's killing it. But um, the, de- the deck was uh, stacked against her and she is extraordinary. And she was in studio and talking to me about my dating life, which I was like, who even cares about my dumb dating life? You've been shot twice. Once in the head, once in the titty. Like, why are we talking about no boys like me? But you know what? She's awesome and wanted to give me some advice, and I appreciate her for it. This is Justin Silver, Miss Pat, and me on Monday's show in studio in New York City. Yeah. And Nikki, I got to tell you, I love when people mix races. I think it's fucking awesome. I think it is, Because you're going to learn I had to get few, some good food. This was the, Your chicken is no longer bland. You're going you gonna to learn a lot of shit. Okay. Last year was the year of the, the first few black women. They were fantastic. Really? Fantastic. My yeah. son loved white fantastic. girls, right? But I wish white people, were, I, wish, I wish there was a book on how to date a black man. I need to write. Tell this me, book. tell me, because you can't go over black people's house. You know, like my my son date was dating a white girl, and it come over and she land on the couch and her feet on my couch, and I walk in and she don't speak to me. So I was like, this fucking snow bunny ain't gonna speak, and her feet are on your couch. Yes, like, oh, black tuck, people tuck. have a do not put your fucking foot okay, on my front. Good to know. Okay. So I said, so I walk in the living room. I was like, get you and your fucking snow bunny to fuck up out of here. She didn't bitch didn't speak to me. <sighs> so that's rude. Like my son, my other son just love him too. And I say, well, tell these bitches to speak. I'm I'm old. So so they're just scared of you or something. They, they're, they're intimidated. It's, it's, it's a culture thing. You don't yeah, have but to you speak. know what it also is. It's like these are where where are they located? Indianapolis. Okay, so these are like these are like white bread white girls, yeah, right? White bread. If, if it's like well, I'm it, pretty white bread too. I, I know, but I'm know saying, some other tips. But if it's like New York or like Ita- like Jews or Italians, they're gonna fucking talk. Well, wait, it's the same. Yeah. hold on. I gotta get another tip. We have one more minute. Okay, if I date a black guy, what are some other things that white girls are messing up? Um, uh, don't touch the hair. Okay. You know not to touch the hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. And don't don't say what you don't like. Just try the fucking food. And and if, if she's what southern if I'm vegan. Well, they, uh-huh. black people are vegan now too. My okay. daughter's a fat vegan. Okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> so, But try it. But yeah. yeah, just try shit. I mean, don't go in the house and be all scared. Cause we hate when you act like you're scared of us. It's, it's obvious it's obvious we from two different cultures. Yeah. Ta, how you doing? Yes. And how was your day? That's another thing I love about you is that you you talk about a lot that you were scared of white people growing up I or was. just like intimidated by it. And and and, and I, it's it's when you when I hear you say that it it resonates with me because I was scared of, not scared of black people, but I was just, I didn't know how to, I, I, I had a lot of intimidation. Yes. I just wanted to be cool. And I thought that they thought I was this dorky white girl. And I have the, I'm, I have fear, not the fear that you associate with many white people being scared of black people, but like, I just felt I wasn't cool enough and I felt it was shamed. And so I love hearing you talk about that because I'm like, oh, we are just the same. We are the fucking We both same. are, we're scared of Nick, each other for no fucking reason. The only difference between me and you is my titties is bigger than yours. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only difference. That was Monday's show leading us into Tuesday's show. Um, I guess I want to talk about, I'm still getting my hair done, guys. Um, still getting the foils put in. I sent a bunch of pictures of um, Haley 
Baldwin slash Bieber to my hairstylist so we could nail whatever. I just want to morph into her. I was like, is there anything you could do to my face? And she's like, I just do hair. Um, so I'm just tired of being super duper blonde because if you don't know, I'm naturally blonde, but as a, even someone who's naturally blonde, like unless you're Scandinavian and have some like genetic mutation your hair as an adult woman even if you were blonde your whole childhood it eventually goes brunette um and that's what mine kind of does um but I was super blonde as a child and so I try to maintain that and I'm kind of tired of it because it takes so long and um to get your hair done and I just don't have the time for it um even though it is relaxing and I don't even have to say that because she left the room um so I didn't mean it it's 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 a chore. It's a chore to get your hair done, and I resent it, and I wish I didn't have to, even though the people I meet when I get my hair done is always so enjoyable, and um, what else? Yes, just been running around town uh, doing uh, our sets every single night in Los Angeles. Thank you to everyone who came to shows and in, has supported me um, leading up to the taping of this special that's coming up it is on the horizon I'm going to be doing radio from LA the week of it so that'll be very exciting I'm feeling good and I'm feeling positive and I just meditated so I feel better and um yeah it was a great week of radio this was a hard week of radio for me to get through if I'm going to be completely honest with you guys because um I have to talk for two hours every morning and sometimes you're in a bad mood and you don't feel like being fun and funny and that doesn't mean that you don't – I still have to be. And let me just say, there were some moments this week that I wasn't that fun or funny. I was just angry and, uh, you know, going off. But I think that's the beauty of um, what Comedy Central lets me do on my show. They just want me to be me. And so when I have days where I'm like, I could have been funnier than angry, um, I don't feel bad about it. I just feel like, okay, maybe someone – related to that outburst <laughs> maybe someone relates to the fact that they got in that I got into a fight with my mom on air on Tuesday I believe so if you want to hear that go back and listen to Tuesday's episode in full which I have a clip for you um from right now and by the way I had my mom call in to the show because she was upset with me because of an Instagram post in which there was a birth announce I posted a, a, a screenshot of a text conversation between my entire family um my immediate family because my sister had a new baby last Thursday shout out to Poppy Louisa that is the new baby's name which my mom did not think was real and so a birth announcement came in at 3 a.m from my brother-in-law like this is her picture Poppy Louisa weighs seven pounds eight ounces 19 inches all the stats and my mom responded didn't say anything except, um, is that really her name? <laughs> it still makes me laugh. And then she didn't even follow it up with anything, you guys. It just sat there for 40 minutes until I woke up in the middle of the night, probably due to night sweats, and I saw the text. And boy, I was happy that I had a new niece, but I was happier that my mom wrote back something deliriously hilarious. Like I was cackling in bed in the middle of the night because my mom wrote back to a birth announcement of her second only grandchild. And I say only cause I don't plan on having more and I don't think my sister does. Um, and she wrote back, is that really her name? 
My mom claims it was a joke that she really did think or that she thought it was a joke. That's what my mom claims. My mom loves the name Poppy now. I want to be very clear about that. She is a loving grandmother and she just thought it was a joke and that's why she responded that way. Um, so, but you should go check out the Instagram post. It is hilarious. It was from like last week, last Thursday, I think, two Thursdays ago. Anyway, um, so this next clip is from Tuesday's episode, the same one in which my mom called in. If you want to hear that part of the show, which is kind of uncomfortable to be honest with you, but um, worth a listen. I got a lot of DMs being like, you're a bitch. You're a bad daughter. And you know what? You're not wrong. I was I was not in a good mood that day. And um, my mom and I have since worked it out. Have we? Who knows? Anyway, this is from Tuesday's show. Jordan Klepper, Anya Marina, Andrew Collin. Jordan Klepper came into studio to talk to us about his new documentary series, Klepper, which is on Comedy Central. You should definitely... DVR it K-L-E-P-P-E-R is the name of the show and he got into some trouble when he was out there shooting with um, different activists so check out this clip from Tuesday's show do we see you get arrested on this show you do yeah okay I think that's our third episode right now oh great okay and how can we talk about can we can spoil yeah. it a little bit we can spoil have it you, uh, you've never been arrested before. I have not been arrested <laughs> so that was your my, first that was my like first a bad arrest boy, though. you're a bad boy <laughs> I am a bad boy you know as you said as a nice guy who walks into rooms put people at ease I'm still you a really bad boy do. Yeah. for God's sakes uh, <laughs> I'm wearing a jacket indoors right now let people know that at home like a bad boy does <laughs> It's a <laughs> denim jacket. Uh, yeah, too. a denim, a dark, like de- a, a black <laughs> denim jacket. So bad boy stuff. Oh. <laughs> on top of a like denim jacket. Yeah, double. Oh. Yeah, so much denim. Oh my god, the amount of bad boy denim going on right now. Jordan, were you just so? I mean, you getting arrested. I bet you were pretty devastated. But like, you don't want a record, or were well, you like, this is cool? This it, honestly, it was, it was a pretty life changing moment. Mm. Like I was, I was nervous about crossing the line of like I want to cover these stories but I don't want to be like the activist for every story that is very limiting and also I think insincere but this one was these are undocumented DACA students who just want to go to college and so this was like a lot of people I would meet along the way and you can joke about stuff but the thing that kept getting thrown at me was you got to weaponize your privilege like we can joke about the fact but you're a white guy with a TV show and you're talking about Native American issues great let's find humor in this but like understand that you have a little bit of power and a light that you're shining. So use that. And I think like when you go down and meet students like that and they kind of are looking for a voice, this thing happened where it was like, I can kind of stand up with these other faith leaders who stood up and protested and tried to bring light. And so it was like, I think I'm really doing this. Yes. And I will say what an amazing thing that happened. I'm I'm an atheist. Uh, I have been. I've been grumpy about religion for a long time. Mm-hmm. But you go down to Atlanta, I spend time with these these students and the other people who were there to support them were faith leaders. They were pastors around town because they grew up in the civil rights era, Atlanta. They know the history there. And they're like, the purpose of the church is to be a community where we can be a tribe and to push forward for rights for people who don't have them, which was a new respect for faith leaders that I hadn't had. Yeah. And then as I'm getting arrested, I spend 12 hours in jail with Pastor Matt, who was my grandmother's pastor 10 what? years earlier in Kalamazoo, Michigan. What? Who I met 10 years earlier. My grandma was like, let's bring my little atheist grandson in to meet 
Pastor Matt, he's our new Kalamazoo Congregational Church uh, pastor. He's great. And I'm like, oh, who is this guy? Ten years later, he's bounced around from church to church. He's found this cause. And it's like, this. I need to stand up for this. We spend the day in jail talking with Pastor Matt about my grandma. So, oh, my God. So any moment in my head that's like, is this the right thing to do? I'm like, yeah. Gra- yeah. Grandma told me so ten years ago. That's so cool. <laughs> wow. So you you have a record now. I do. Yeah, so what was that like getting like handcuffed and booked and all that? Was it, that traumatizing? It was. I felt... I, I was with people who had it had happened before, and they're like, "This is how it works." Yeah. And so it's nerve wracking. You get thrown in a car. All of those, all of those things you hear are true. And like, you, you were in like a holding cell for twelve hold, holding hours. Holding cell for twelve. You, they bounce you oh. around. They get you in there, and you do the strip search, the cough thing, right really? off the bat. What? Yeah, yeah. you had to like bend over. Like. Honestly, it's it's the first thing. You hop what? on a little paddy wagon. Well, they, they throw you in the back of a car, and I do not fit. Is that when you I'm... recognize Pastor? <laughs> yes. I was like, Pastor Matt, hey, man. <laughs> I know that ass. <laughs> all right, that's bad. All right. He's a man of God, all right? Listen, there was a reason he was bounced around from church to <laughs> yeah, church. he was bounced around. Don't Google it. Yeah. <laughs> no, we love Pastor Matt. <laughs> So you got you had to strip strip. Yeah, search. they walk you in and you they line you all up. Yeah. And there's a guy whose unenviable job is like, oh all right, God. you come on over here. They open up a door. You go around a corner. You take off the clothes. And I'm just watching everybody hand their clothes to this guy who sets it aside. And then there's they ask you to cough twice, to squat and cough twice. Oh my God! Which honestly is so funny because I, I literally am watching this oh, happening to person they after person. You. There's no, no, there's no finger. No, okay. no. no, it's, it's a cough situation. I really always thought that. Wait, how <laughs> <laughs> you wait. said it was like you're you've been dreaming about this yeah, your whole life. Yeah, it sounded life. like you were slipping off your seat as you said it. <laughs> no, they fingered you. <laughs> I've always thought a strip search was them making sure you didn't have a weapon up your butt. No, they make you cough so that anything would like come, come out, out your ass. But what if your ass is super tight? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I think it's a legitimate question. Because yeah, yeah. the, the two cough thing is industry standard is what you find out. Like it's right. just two okay. and then it's so. Yeah. So if Got you can it. withstand two coughs, then you're fine. Okay. <laughs> so Good that's, to know. <laughs> Good so to what, know. I mean, that's that's so scary. It's very strange. I, I Yeah, you're watching that happen. I'm coughing and then I'm then you're bounced around. I'm in a cell. Honestly, it's like the premise of a bad joke. I'm like an atheist in a cell with five pastors for like three hours, and then they bounce me around. And then at one point, somebody comes in. They're like, do you have a television show? I'm like, "Uh, I do, but I want to stay here. They're like, we're told to bring you to another cell. And so I'm like, I'm staying with them. They're like, you need to come with me. And they take me to another cell. I'm like, well, I'm in my own cell. Fine, this is what it is. You know, I'm kind of VIP. They don't want me in with general population. And then like a half hour, 45 minutes later, they come back. They're like, you're fine. We're just going to put you back. (laughs) We, I we think they, saw it got canceled. Yeah, we Googled the ratings for season one. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> just put them back with everybody else. We're going to switch it up. We're going to put you in. We thought you were Michael Costa. <laughs> that was Tuesday's show. And on Wednesday's show, we had in my best friend, former lover, first love, all of those things, Pete Lee. If you don't know the story between me and Pete Lee, comedian Pete Lee, um, I think on Instagram, he's Pete Lee, Pete Lee, Pete Lee. Um, you should go watch uh, You Up on YouTube. The show that you're listening to right now, um, there are video clips, tons of them online on Comedy Central's Facebook page. And also if you Google or if you YouTube search You Up um, or go to our You Up 
SXM Instagram page. The link for all of the YouTube clips are there. You guys should go watch those and share them. But one of the first ones we did was um, when Pete Lee was in studio and him and I told our entire um, relationship. He was the first guy to... um, He was the second guy I ever had sex with, the first guy to give me an orgasm, and I was deeply in love with him. He broke my heart and didn't talk to him for 11 years, and now we're best friends, and his girlfriend is one of my best friends. So that's our history. He came into studio on Wednesday with uh, in Los Angeles with J.F. Harris, who is another one of these comedians who's just so both Pete and J.F. Harris are emotionally intelligent young men. And this was a particular day where I was feeling frustrated with men and was lamenting to them. And if you listen to the show, you're probably a good guy, too. So when I complain about guys, I'm not talking about you. I, I know there are exceptions to these rules. And um, we were just trying to explore that and explore the reasons we are the way we are. And these are both two men that go to therapy and work on themselves. So it was a fascinating episode uh, front to back. I loved these guys. Again, this is J.F. Harris, J.F.Harris. Great comedian. Check him out. And Pete Lee um, talking about our emotions in studio in Los Angeles on Wednesday. But what we were talking about before, hold on. You have a girlfriend who's a very emotionally uh, intelligent. intelligent, as do you, Pete Lee. It's so rare. I mean, I, you're talking about that on the male side. I think that on the on the female side, women are like 90 levels above us. But it's it's so rare to find anyone who's done that work. Like, yeah. Like really done that work. That, that's what initially attracted me to my girlfriend. I was like, oh, you've done the work. You've gone it's to so therapy. You've, it, it really is oh, very sexy God. in a woman. I mm-hmm. love when I hear that a guy has like a really fucked, like he's very open about a fucked up childhood or something fucked up happening to mm-hmm. him. I'm like very attracted to that because it makes me think that they have started to work on it. So they're like, oh, they're willing to tell me this right now. I get almost like turned on. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this guy like is willing to share. And then it turns out they're sometimes they're willing to share but they haven't looked into it and they're just a lot of guys do the thing of um i know i know what i know what makes me who i am and i it's like i i I know and it's like you don't know you honestly don't know like you think you know but you don't know it's like the real world you think you know but you have no idea no that was diary (laughs) remember that on mtv the diary of britney spears you think you know but you have no idea this is the diary of britney spears that's supposed to be the intro great impression you think you wait she's more like you got no that's paris hilton whatever i i had it for a second i think you yeah you were dialed in it was really i was dialed in but yeah you don't know you don't know how much there is to uncover. You think, oh, I know my dad drank, and that's why I do this. Uh, that's it's it's a little more in depth th- than that. Yeah, I I recently went down a rabbit hole about bullying because I was bullied a lot as a kid. Um, you know, I mean, so were you, JF? Um, yeah. JF just raised his yeah. hand like a kid who's been <laughs> properly bullied. Yeah, <laughs> don't want to <laughs> cause a stir. Don't want to draw attention. I'm just be quiet just over a here. Cute and little let Pete hand raised. <laughs> <laughs> don't hit me. <laughs> that was a don't hit me hand raise. Um, oh, we've got two but, kids who were bullied here. Yeah, and because uh, I've been to therapy and I've talked about the bullying. And um, my last therapist, I, I was like, I swear to you, it like it, everything traces back to this. And um, and he's like, no, no, it's your mother and your dad. And I'm like, okay, Freud, fucking shut up. Wow. Uh, it's yeah. totally the bullying. And I was actually listening to an episode of Joe Rogan where he had a, bu- a guy on that was an expert and how bullying changes your brain. And I went down a rabbit hole and I was like, this is totally it. 
Like, yeah. I've been working on my- You have PTSD my, from bullying? It's PTSD and it, it literally rewires your brain and you have to do different things in therapy when that's the cause. And I've been treating like my dad left when I was three and I really have not cared about that a whole lot. Yeah. Like I really like I I know that that's not the the source of my emotional trauma, but like you know, my brother beating the crap out of me all the time, who's like one of my best friends now. Oh like, boy. like I love him. Uh, but then also uh, the bullying that happened in middle school. I beat up one of the most popular guys in school because he sprayed right guard in my cut at the skate park. Ow! And like just instantly, my monkey brain was like, "You, Ow. you punch beat. now." Yeah. yeah. Ouch! Yeah. Punch. Yeah. And I beat him up, and all the cool kids were in school. And then for the rest of from seventh grade on, I was like persona non grata at school. I went to school every day. They would yell stuff at me. They like they bullied me. Like in like. That's why I walk into a comedy club and I'm like, is everybody going to be mean to me? Is so this going to be bad? You, everyone hated you for all of middle school because you beat up that kid. Yeah, everybody hated me, and I also I got were they some... scared of you because if you beat him up or would why I don't no. understand bullying a kid who fought someone and won. It was I remember that. Well, I grew up really poor. I had a really shitty house, and mm-hmm. like that day, all the kids went to Craig Knutson's house. Oh, I was just said yeah. the name. Um, since then, I will say this. Uh, since then, as an adult, Craig and I, like, we've made up. We, like, went out for a beer. I, I run into him in Chicago O'Hare uh, on and off, and like, <laughs> he'll literally be like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, uh, like, he's he must have gone through therapy and talked about it. He's like, I'm so sorry. But, um, yeah, like, I don't know. I like I don't know why but like they just chose sides and then everybody hated me and like even even the kids that weren't in that cool group were like we don't know if we can talk to you right like it was such a it was such a bad thing how many years was this this was from seventh grade to twelfth grade oh my god so it was it was bad and like in that time I was sponsored for skateboarding I was on MTV like I did all this cool stuff that like everybody in school should have been like, oh my god, let's put Pete up on on our shoulders, and they were like, yeah, who cares? Yeah, you know that makes sense though. That why you are so desperate for people to like you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's it another ma- gripe I have with most men is that I can't stand this desperate need to be liked. It's it. it you've worked on it like I a have. lot. Yeah. But when I I can't handle it anymore. Oh, it's like it's, why do you care what, what that person thinks about you? I'm sitting right in front of you and you're making my time with you less fun because you're taking care of this person's needs who doesn't like you, who doesn't do- care about you being here, doesn't need you it's to It's so weird. to but it's it's so un- it's it literally is it used to I used to go Ugh, like kind of bummed out. It literally repulses me now that I'm like you you favor this stranger over me. Yeah. And just because you don't want to seem rude. First of all, you're not rude. You have boundaries. Yeah. This person's annoying. Be be a man and fucking put your foot down and don't let this person. You, like this happens all the time. And to women, too. I mean, I used to do it, too, and just give anyone whatever they wanted because I just didn't want mm-hmm. them to not like me. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. That was Wednesday's show. I love coming to LA because I get to have people in studio that I don't get to when I'm in New York, even though I love my batch of friends in New York that are friends of the show. If you listen to the show regularly, you know the regulars. Andrew Collin, Ian Fidance, Claire Parker, Karen Feehan. Um, I'm missing others. Good old Tom Takar. Uh Anya Marina, you know the regulars, but in LA I have a whole other batch of regulars. Um, 
Pete Lee is one of them who you just heard. And now Carlisle Forrester. She calls herself Queen of Squirt Nation. Um, you guys are Squirt Nation. I don't know if you know that, but that when the show first got started, we decided to call um, people who like the show Squirters. I don't remember how it got started, but that's why I say Squirt Squirt at the end of every episode. And that's why you guys are Squirt Nation. Carlisle Forrester listens to every single show. She's one of my best friends. She is... Um, hilarious, honest, hot, um, a hot mess in, in a lot of senses of the word. And she would totally own up to that and, um, and admit that she is one, but she is so funny and just, uh, she was my assistant during dancing with the stars. So she drove me around everywhere and we lived together and we had a goddamn blast. So, um, I love having her into studio because she is willing to, um, just be real about all of her crazy, insane sex stories, drug stories, drinking stories. She's wild and so, so funny. So enjoy this clip with Carlisle Forrester in studio yesterday. We we're talking about boys. She's dating some guy or she's sleeping with some guy that has just give her the runaround for so many months to the point where I'm like, you know, when your girlfriend likes a guy and you're like, I can't be friends with you anymore. If you keep doing this, like I'm going to pull out, you kind of form an, I, like do an intervention. I read a letter to her. I'm shaking as I read it. Carlisle, if you choose to keep seeing this guy, I will not be a part of your life. Do you guys watch Intervention? That was a pretty dope impression of every sister on that show. Anyway, Carlisle Forrester was in studio. Jessica Wellington, Jess Wellington um, 2, I believe, is her Instagram handle. She is a hilarious comedian in Los Angeles who uh, is a regular at the comedy store and works there. And um, she's a young comic, uh, you know, relatively. I think we're the same age, but she's been doing comedy. uh, Like, she's newer to it, and she's ambitious, and she's a go-getter, and she looks like a lesbian, and she's not, which was fascinating. We talked about that earlier on in the episode. But um, she's in on this, too. She'll be back to the show. She was awesome. Again, this is Jess Wellington and Carlisle Forrester in Los Angeles. Enjoy it. Well, are you working on loving yourself? Do you want to love yourself? Or are you, you just seem like, I don't love myself and that's the way it's going to be. I know. I do need to work on it more. I'm, I'm Because don't you realize that you're never going to find someone that treats you well the way you want to be treated until you like yourself? Oh, wow. I was about to... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God, Nikki. So you can, we get deep. You tag that at the end. I you just... can't. Yeah. You literally can't find someone that will treat you nicely if you don't love yourself you won't because you won't stay with someone who treats you nicely because you'll be grossed out by them because you're like wait you have a bad you i don't like your taste in people because i'm bad so why would i you won't respect someone who's nice to you if you don't like yourself you just can't right i mean that's fundamentals so i am working on it i'm hitting a bottom with uh with the self-love thing for sure i mean it just gets boring to hate yourself like what's What's well, to, in it to for you? fuck somebody like no matter how good the sex is, I'm talking about the other yeah. person now. Like to have it be explained to you for two hours that they do not like you before you fuck. <laughs> oh, and that's that your foreplay. Happened to me the other night. That's your foreplay. Yeah. You're like, no. oh my god, tell me more about how I'm a piece of shit. He just wanted me to know and solidify that we were gonna have sex and it was not gonna mean anything more. And then he liked this other girl. Told me about the other girl. And yeah, and we still fuck because it's amazing. But, it wasn't Theo, was it? No, it's no. But not why? <laughs> why? Okay, so if a guy said that to me, 
I'm sorry. I would not. I don't care how good the sex was. If a guy was like, I don't like you. I'll never like you. I'll never want a relationship with you. And that's what I wanted with him, which is what you want with this yeah. guy. Why would you have sex with him, Carlisle? It's, it's the most amazing sex I've ever had. Was but he like, nicer about it at least a little bit? Like he just like, I don't like you that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's how he was. Like, I, I like you. I, I know the sex is amazing, but like we can't go there because I mean, basically he doesn't like my personality. It's not a, a physical anything. It's that he feels our personalities don't mesh. And that's why I can't be friends with you if you continue to be like this. I'm serious. <laughs> this I, is Nikki and I's breakup. On I'm the not show kidding you. Today. This makes me so sad. If you're not working towards liking yourself more, I gotta get you out of my life because well, you think... are amazing. And I can't keep being friends with someone who likes, who will sleep with a guy and give him everything he wants after he just told. And I'm not gonna be mad at this guy for you. I'm not gonna be like he's such a piece of shit because he's telling you everything and then you still have sex with him. Yeah, you're making your bed, and I'm not going to sympathize with you when this guy breaks your heart again. I'm not going to be like, poor Carlisle. This guy sucks. Lessening. Fuck this guy. I'm not going to do that shit for you I anymore because you just has. told me that he told you everything. Yeah. I don't think he has the power to hurt me as much as he once did because I know now what's on the table. So you don't, when after you had sex with him that time, were you not like, stay and like wanting to hear from him or did he, did it fuck you up for a couple days? I mean, I was happy that I got banged out so good. Okay. Right. Sometimes it's, it's you need a woodsman. Yes. Thank you, I get Jess. It. It's just sometimes, you know, he's, I don't know. Sometimes that's what makes the sex hot, I guess, is the fact that I know he's unattainable. And- yeah, I get it. I'm, I'm, I used to be attracted to men who don't like me or who can't, and I continue to be attracted to men who can't be there for me. But the second they tell me that, I mean, I listen. Whenever this happened, whenever it all came to a head in January and I told you, I could feel like Nikki pulled away from me because of how yeah. crazy I was for this guy. Yeah. Like she was just like, I can't be around. Well, this. I said it yesterday on the show. I'm not interested in being friends with people who don't like themselves who aren't meditating to try to be better people who aren't seeking well like we talked about earlier but you are you are looking yeah but but you didn't say that you but you just said to me that you're not working on liking yourself better you always seem to be that's the problem i have with you is that you just seem so set in your ways of like i'm shit i know i'm shit and i'm gonna find someone who treats me like shit and that's just the way my life is gonna be that's the way i am that's the way it's always gonna be and that's i'm carlisle i hate myself i'm shit (laughs) i I know i'm shit and i'm just gonna find a guy who's just gonna fuck me who's gonna have a different girlfriend and i'm gonna be his chick on the side and that's fine that's my life that's what i deserve i'm always gonna be doing this and that kind of talk that can be your present situation and I'll be friends with that person. But if that's the, that, that you, this, Carlisle always does this thing where she goes, that's it. That's just who I am. That's, and I'm not going to try. <laughs> that to me, I'm like, I don't want any What if it's that. my brand though? It's not your brand. It's so boring. It's so boring for that to be your brand because you work so hard on yourself. Yeah. And physically mm-hmm. and comedy wise, why not, why think you're shit? Why do all that stuff if you truly think you're I understand you're just the obtainability thing, though, because yeah. I was in the Air Force. I slept with a lot of married men. I'm not saying I'm proud of it. Yeah. Um, you weren't married. No, were. I wasn't married, but I knew that they were married. Yeah. You know, and it, it was fucked up, but 
uh, it was because it felt unobtainable. And then when you got it, it was just like, wow. Well, yeah. it's unobtain. It's not because you want something you can't have. It's because you don't want someone to truly love you because you don't love yourself. And you know these right. men can't truly love you. And so you seek them out because you don't feel lovable. And so it isn't about if this guy turned around and wanted to love you, mm-hmm. you wouldn't like him anymore. Yeah. It's it's not like you're like you. you I really do believe that. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe if he was like, I want to be in a relationship with you, you'd be like, oh, my, this is amazing. I do think that the only reason you like him is because he doesn't like you. And that's just uh, that's just juvenile to me. We got to move past that as women. That's like the in only your reason 20s. I like him is because the chemistry. Yeah. is amazing. But how can he look you in the eyes and tell you he doesn't like you? He doesn't like your personality. He doesn't want to ever date you. He doesn't want to be around for you. He just wants to use you sexually. How can you give that to him? Is the sex that good? He always says that I'm trying to backdoor a relationship through sex and it's just not there. Yeah. And you are. Aren't you? I mean, you know you have that going think, for you. Yeah, no, I think I was at one point. And so are you going to continue to Now I him? kind of know what's on the table. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I would like to sleep with him. Well, let's concentrate on Shadow Boy. <laughs> no, Shadow Boy doesn't stand a chance because he likes her. This is just so sad to me. Shadow Boy's so young, though. I just don't know if I How can. How old is I'm, he? I'm used to being with somebody, well, he's 28. Oh. And I'm used to dating older men. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of my vibe. Right. So, but you, it's a change. No, there's no way that the Shadow Boy has any chance with Carlisle. It's like Aww. she is so broken. No offense to you, but you are so you don't value yourself at all based on the men that you've chosen in your life. And I'm projecting a lot, there's by the a way. Huge <laughs> smile on my face, everybody. It's okay. No, I'm project, and you know this. I know the men you've chosen aren't good to you. Yes, as like one after the next. Yeah. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast this week. That wraps up everything that we needed to cover. Um, Monday through Thursday, we made it. I am still waiting to get my hair rinsed out. You've helped me and held my hand through this process and um, I'm better for it. I truly feel like if you listen to this podcast, you are like a friend of mine because I talk into my phone every week and record these uh, podcasts as if I'm talking to my friends. So um, thank you for listening. Thank you for putting up with me when I'm in a bad mood, when I'm in a good mood, when I'm feeling manic. Thank you for your DMs that are both cruel and kind. I read them all. I don't reply to them all, but um, I just love you guys and thank you for listening. And I used to call bullshit on people that were like, I love my fans. My fans keep me going. Um, But I'm kind of starting to see what they mean by that because the people that really um, come to my shows and um, support me like and listen to this podcast or listen to the serious show, um, we would be friends. If you like me enough to listen to my voice this much, we would be friends. So thanks for being my friend. And I don't mean, I'm not going to start crying right now. I'm not even close. Um, people usually say that when they're close to crying. I, I got to be honest with you guys. I'm not even talking about how you mean, what you mean to me does not elicit tears, but that doesn't mean I'm not truly touched by it. So please come see me on the road. I do meet and greets in every town. I think you have to pay a little bit more to do the meet and greet part of the show. But if you DM me and say you really want to meet me and you can't afford the meet and greet thing, I will, um, I will make sure you get bumped up to VIP status. That is for you podcast listener who listens all the way to the very end of the show. So DM me, and if I see it, I will bump you up to VIP. I can't promise that I'll see it because sometimes I get flooded with stuff. But if you find a way to get in touch with me and let me know that you want to be VIP and you couldn't afford it, 
I will be glad to bump you up. Um, thank you for coming to my shows. I'm on the road a ton, a ton, a ton. All my dates are listed at NikkiGlazer.com. That's where you can get tickets. And um, since we've made it to the end of the show, let me give you something that I recommend. People are asking me all the time, Nikki, what's the best vegan this or that? Um, I really want to recommend, I just got into Kind Bars this week. And I know everyone knows Kind Bars, but they're fucking delicious, dude. They're so good. You got to get the ones with the um, low amount of sugar, though. Don't get the high sugar, five grams of sugar. It's labeled on it. Those are what I recommend. Try them out. I've got to go get my hair rinsed out. Thank you for listening. I love you. Squirt, squirt. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.